story. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. Me name is Cesar. What up? You're celebrating White Boy Summer. What up, Karen? What's up? How you been? Been I've been around. What have you been watching recently? We just finished JoJo's. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we didn't finish. We caught up to JoJo's. JoJo's plural biz- bizarre adventure. Georgia's What are we doing today? What show are we reviewing today, Karen? Invincible. Invisible. The new Indivisible. Indivincible. The new Amazon show based on the Robert Kirkman comic of the same name. How how would you describe it? Because you've read the comic. I think that part was of it. that was part of the the our courting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like intro to comic books. Well, no, I went to your parents and I was like, I'll trade you these comic books for your daughter. (laughs) It was was the Buffy comics, Invincible, and Saga. Yeah. Those are like the three... The three horsemen of our relationship. Um, Three pillars of our relationship. The three horsemen. So uh, this is like a, I mean, I it's not like a Superman story. It's it's not any story. It's it's a superhero story. It's like an indie superhero story. Robert Kirkman wrote it for Image Comics, which is at the time like, I guess the bigger among the indies. And at this point, it's like a household name because The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I I feel like this was the alternative to a superhero like to one of the big two comics at the time what like, were the big the- like marvel and dc oh, oh, oh. um it, it follows this kid named mark grayson whose dad is this basically superman and he's kind of frustrated because he doesn't have powers on on rewatch it reminded me a lot of my hero the the anime so amazon just dropped the new series i guess yeah and they dropped the three episodes three episodes mm-hmm. What did you think of the pilot, though? I thought it was so good. I was taken aback. I mean, even though we've read the comics, like, I... It's been so long that I had forgotten how, like, how good of a twist yeah. it has. The first, like, the first twist. Yeah, like, it's such a good twist. And, yeah. like, it really, like, pulls, like, it... it it's very very jarring yeah. while you're reading it and it's like a surreal experience watching it on screen yeah so the first episode as you mentioned follows mark grayson and you get introduced to these the superhero team of this world which it's called the guardians of the globe and omni man mark's dad is the leader mm-hmm. and we get introduced to that like that's most of the episode is setting up like this world and these characters and Mark's inner life of like yeah. going to high school and like the majority is Mark's. Mark is the main character. Yeah, like it's he, it's mostly him. Yeah, but then there's like a crescendo at the end where like there's a scene, you know, like there's a big fucking scene, and I don't know. Do you think we should just talk about it Ooh, like full spoilers? 
I think we have to, right? I don't know. Well, what, like, what's, what's the point of Pilot Boys? You know, like, what is it that we want out of this? What is our mission statement? I don't know. I guess I, I would like people to watch the show. Like, I, I mean, I, I am, like, riding hard for the show now. Like, after that, I think the pilot's so good that, like, I want more people to watch it. Yeah. So, I mean... So I, I should mean, they listen to this before watching the episode or after watching the I mean, they the should episode? only watch shows that Pilot Boys recommends, obviously. Well, Come yeah, on, that man. goes without saying. Yeah, but, all right, so let's talk a little bit about, like, I was such a huge fan of this comic. Like, if I feel like it became my identity at some point. Because, <clears throat> like, well, one, like, I was, like, the, I was, like, a comic guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my homies That's used to, like... That's how you introduce yourself to me. Yeah, but, like, my homies You're used like, to, like... hi, Caesar, the comic guy. Yeah, exactly. I gave you, like, my card and everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, like, I, I remember reading this. This was, like, after I was, like, after the high of, like, Walking Dead. I was, like, well, what else has this guy done? <laughs> well, I had already, like, I had, like devoured all of that shit um and then i like i went to like the his the rest of his catalog robert kirkman and i was i was like really into this like i i i I read this shit like i stayed up late and like i i was like really into it you like binged read it yeah and then like i i got into it and then i got into like all of robert kirkman's work but like I was like, oh, yeah, everybody's, like, reading in, or everybody's watching Walking Dead now. But, like, I'm reading his other one kind of thing. Um, you were different. So, it was cool. Like, it did kind of feel like, you know, Walking Dead was obviously the most popular. Mm-hmm. Because it had the TV show and, like, it was it was a bigger comic for sure. But this one just felt like it, it was, like, the people who read it, it, it definitely felt like a, if you know, you know. I mean, it was still one of the most popular on-image on comics. But... Mm-hmm. It hadn't breached that threshold, I should say. So I was a really big fan of this, and it was just super gory and super like actiony and super fun, and like there's just it just had a lot going for it. And I was just a really big fan. And then at the time, it seemed like this was going to go on for a while, but at this point, it's it's over. They they ended the series, the comic series, and now it's got a new life on like as an animated show and like. It was kind of surreal watching it, man. Like, I I was, like, I felt like a little kid. Like, I felt like, you know, like, you grew, you grew up with superheroes, like, shit that we watched on TV or, like, you, you would catch, like, whatever you did. But this one felt like the first adult superhero that I had read or, like, liked or whatever. And, like, now it's, like, coming back to life. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy seeing a lot of these comics that i was like a big fan of be adapted and like i only ever hope they're at least decent uh but this one like blew my expectations like i was jaw open that first episode mm-hmm. and i guess we should just talk about it like after you get the setup of all the superheroes and like omni-man is obviously like a badass there's the final scene is it the final scene i mean it's the final scene of the episode yeah so there's a final scene where like like the end credits they all get they all get like uh spoilers ahead yes this is this is all spoilers spoilers. stop stop listening if you haven't watched it yes or or just (laughs) or just or 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 maybe we convince you to watch at the end of the episode or like i guess after the quote-unquote after credits whatever you want to call it (laughs) 
they all get like a distress call to like meet at their fucking hall of justice or whatever and one of the like they're all like who's called us or whatever and then like you see it in slow motion where like omni man is about to like punch the shit out of one of the dudes Mm -hmm. And the fast guy, like, the Flash character, like, saves him. And then it just turns into this fucking bloodbath where, like, Omni-Man kills the Guardians of the Globe or the Justice League, whatever. And it was just, like, so captivating. It was, like, it was truly, like, electric to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't seen, like, you know, like, we watch a lot of these action sequences for superhero movies. And, like, this was on another level, bro. Yeah. And it, I think it was extra jarring for, the, like, the full 30 minutes or 40 minutes that we just watched. It was very much like a run-of-the-mill, like... Origin story. Yeah, like, it just... It, I mean, Mark feels like Peter Parker, you know? like Yeah, just like except, a, but, like, nepotism Peter Parker. Well, yeah, like, Peter Parker with a stable family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with a stable family and, like... A very promising future because of his connections. Yeah, like he's he seemed very mundane. Oh, you know what's another comparison? I think this was the comparison that I was really looking for. Sky High, mm-hmm. the perfect. Yeah, like, that's yeah. That's the one. But also, my hero has been compared to Sky High, so that's why maybe I made I made that connection. Anyway, but yeah, it's very much like this is another superhero story where like. It's like a legacy of like a being a superhero or like mm-hmm. your dad is super. It's like, what if Superman had a kid mm-hmm. and like you follow his story, I guess. Yeah. The first 40 minutes of the first episode are dedicated to just Mark and he's our main character. And he's I mean, he he is invincible. So he's the one like he's the main character of the comics and of the show. Mm-hmm. But his dad is such a an imposing figure and like such a huge like Mark obviously has very, like, big shoes to fill. Yeah. And so that's what we get from those first 40 minutes. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, everything is turned on its head in those last yeah. five minutes. And I think that's what's so exciting to just... It, it's like I felt my heart pump. Like, I had, like, a physical reaction. Like, what a surprising ending. And, like, the amount of gore and the way that it was animated. Because, like, there was... Like, in the way that it was animated... There was no like hesitation yeah. on Omni Man's part. Or no, like no pulling punches. Yeah, like, like it was like no, he's out there to kill him. Like yeah. there's like it's but, not like he's like he feels like ethically or morally like troubled because he's killing his friends. Like it doesn't matter. Like he's he's killing them. Yeah, but I also mean like no pulling punches from like the creation, like or the production or whatever you want to like. It felt like the show was not being encumbered by, like, make this accessible to people. Like, because, you know, this is part of the comics, but I don't remember it being this detailed or, like, this this involved, you know? Like, mm. this this bloodbath of, like, this happens. Like, I remember you see, like, a an image of, like, you know, Omni-Man all bloody or whatever. But this was, like, something else. It felt like there was, like, real life. Breathe, breath, breathed, <laughs> breathed into it, and it was just like I just I just felt like I was watching a soup like it felt like watching your first superhero movie because it, it just like redefined a lot of like what you could do with superheroes because like I think there's 
there's this kind of spectrum now with superhero shows or just the genre, right? Like, we've definitely gotten the darker stuff recently. I think there's the kind of, like, fabricated, like, forced darkness of, like, the Snyder stuff. You know, like, making Superman dark for dark's sake. And then there's, like, true dark shit, like the Watchmen or the Boys and... That kind of stuff, like, has... It just seems like on the opposite spectrum of something like this. Because I don't think this one is trying to, like, get away from its superhero origins. Or, like, a story about, like, to make people feel good about, like, humanity. You know? Like, <laughs> this one isn't, like, trying to make you feel bad about, like, how bad the world is. This is just, like... It's kind of like a... There's, there's a lot more, like lightness to it like you brought up something about the colors of the Mm -hmm. show there is like a vibrancy to the show that is kind of missing from a lot of like the the put on darkness you know like the i don't know you know what i mean the muted tones even even just the muted tones of like superhero movies or um there's like daylight and fucking like you know like yeah things are candy colored i think that's like now we're talking about like the medium right like like animation versus like real well, people too yeah but i know? think i think we can get into the animation stuff a little later but i wanted to or no actually i think yeah you're right i think that because superhero stuff has existed in many mediums like visual mediums at least like movies tv shows and I think the TV shows get divided into two parts. There's animated and there's live action. Mm-hmm. But most of the stuff, like most of our experiences with superheroes were definitely like the animated stuff. Like X-Men the Animated Series, Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series. Like all of these shows have kind of like cemented these ideas of what like the genre is or like mm-hmm. what these heroes are. And, you know, it's evolved on screen in different ways, like with the Marvel movies and the DC movies. But I think that the animation stuff has always been, like, great. And, like, it was able to relay some of the stuff from the comics a lot better than, you know, live action stuff could do. And I think this is definitely more in line with that. Like, you know, that there's stuff within the show's animation that isn't always great. But I think that the fact that it's animated, it gives it more of a fluidity, mm-hmm. you know? Like, in the way that they animate something like the scene we were just talking about. Like, that gory-ass scene where they're fucking fighting and it's like... Yeah, like, we're... I think also with the fact that it's animated and... Like, when we're looking at a show like The Boys, mm-hmm. um, like, it very much has those, like, very, very muted colors... Um, and it's like dark, right? Like it's just from the beginning, the color palette primes us to understand that like this is a dark world and mm-hmm. like the heroes are not the heroes we think they are. Yeah. Whereas in Invincible, because it is animated and it's, it continues with like, like, like candy coated, like color scheme, like all of the, all of the uniforms are very brightly colored and like, the world feels like a comic book world where like anything can happen. You, and like, because it reminds us of like our childhood, 
you're primed to think like, okay, like we're, this is kind of like a regular hero story where like, I get it. Like I'm just following Mark around and like, I'm, he's my hero and like, you know, all is right with the world because it, it, we think of our childhood and like attachments to these like cartoons that we watched. But in those last five minutes, like that isn't where we're at now. Like that, this is not like an old cartoon childhood cartoon that we could watch like this is very much like consequences and like moral dilemmas very similar to what's happening with the boys like in terms of plot but just in this like very nice candy colored yeah you know package yeah and i also like i kind of envy people who get to watch this with like no prior knowledge of the comics because like you know i was expecting this last scene but like even though I was, like, such a big fan of this shit and, like, watching it on screen, it was, like, a completely different experience. Like, and it was an experience to watch it because it was, like, it was so dynamic. Like, the animation, like, adheres to, like, a faster, like, I don't know, like, the, the FPS increases or, like, it just really captures how each of them use their powers and, like, how strong each of them are, mm-hmm. especially Omni-Man and, like, the way he just, like totally like obliterates some of these mm-hmm. people and because like the of the color scheme like the blood and the brains and the guts like they're just so much more vibrant yeah than they would be in real life and it just like adds to that impact of like of those, that gore yeah it's almost like the the visual brightness and saturated colors or like the the color palette that you're describing it's almost like that heightens the subversion you know like once you get to the the moment of subversion you're like oh like they're still like in these ridiculous costumes and they're covered in blood now you know like it's it's it just it really does feel to me like it's it's more in conversation with superhero things instead of like looking for a way to critique it you know like I love the boys. I love Watchmen. Two of you know, two great shows and two great pieces or two comics that are great. But like those, those don't feel like. I mean, those feel like they have an agenda against like. Here's why superheroes are bad, and I don't necessarily think that Invincible's here to like convince you that superheroes are good necessarily, as we've seen with Omni Man killing a bunch of fuckers. But I do think that this one isn't like oh you're it, it's not trying to like make you feel bad for liking superheroes mm-hmm. it's more like you know like it seems like robert kirkman grew up on this shit and like he wanted to tell his own take on it and it's it's very gory and demented but it it's still a superhero story like mm-hmm. you know as much as the dark stuff is there it's i think it's really there to like show how much of a hero mark is yeah like contrast maybe. like the goodness yeah, like it's it's not heroes. it's not looking to like revel in the darkness. It's, it's more not nihilistic. No, like it's not nihilistic and like existential dread inducing. Yeah, and it's not it's not treating it as much as like a business or a commodity or like addressing these systems behind like superheroes. Like I think Watchmen expertly pulls off like that critique. I think The Boys does too, except like. It, it seems like more of a parody of it as like a business, but this one just feels like you're in the world and it's not really commenting on like the superhero industrial complex. It's more like 
just telling its own story in its own dark, fucked up way. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, even the fact that they're like, you know, villains of the week or like super villains of the episode or whatever. Like, those villains have like ridiculous costumes as well. Yeah. And like, they have like their calling cards and it's, it's cartoonish. Yeah. It wouldn't be able to work in a live action medium like that. It can't. It can't. Like, because you just, like, laugh at how cartoonish it all is. Well, I think that there is one that did conform to that. Like, I think another example of something like this, except even though it's, like, it accepts kind of, like, the the wackiness of superheroes, it is still more obsessed with, like, the darkness of it. Kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Everybody has ridiculous costumes in that. Like... Fucking Christopher Mintz Plaza in the second one is like the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like they they go balls out, but like that one felt like a dark comedy. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it felt it had that like we're not trying to be like the superhero movie. Yeah, I, I mean that felt more like an indie And that one felt like it was making fun of like superheroes. An indie superhero. You know? Movie. But like I think they 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 throw a jab at it in this. Or he's yeah, just like I'm I should call myself ass kicker. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, Amazon dropped three episodes and the first episode's about like setting up this like wholesome dynamic between Omni Man and his son. Like it's there's very much this like father son, like I have to teach you and you have to be ready for mm-hmm. like the hero ness. And then it's like totally torn apart into like this bloodbath where Omni Man kills these these all the superheroes. But the second episode like directly picks up after and I think this is where they start to introduce newer things that weren't in the comic. But I think that they really work. Cause here and this is spoilers for the other two episodes as well. Here's where they start to like introduce I guess like the the Nick Fury of the world and like they start to like like pick up the pieces after like there's no you know uh guardians of the globe and like mm-hmm. mark has to step up and i think one of the best parts of uh like showing mark become a hero is like when he's put in the action and you know these scenes are pretty common in, in superhero movies or shows or whatever but there's always like it's almost like there's a narrative cushion for them where like no one's really gonna get hurt because we know that this is just going to be their first time and they're going to improve and be better heroes mm-hmm. at eventually. Or they're not going to show anybody getting hurt. Exactly. Because we want... Well, because we're like, rooting for them, yeah, you know? Like, like They're going to go in and save the day and everybody will be great. Like, everybody will be just fine. Yeah, but here, you know, it continues with, like... I, I want to say that it's more grounded in some ways, but, like, what does that even mean for superheroes? But... <laughs> Specifically, what I'm talking about is Mark has to, like, fight these aliens who, like, age fast in our dimension or whatever. And he's trying to, like, he didn't do a good job of, like, fighting them. But he's trying to, like, do damage control by saving one person. But, you know, he's fast and, like, he's got this invincibility. But the people who he's saving do not. Mm -hmm. And he, like, saves this old woman and gets hit by whatever and he crashes into... Some like B or I think it's like a bus or whatever, and and then he lands in like this hole, and we see this old lady that he was protecting is like fucked up from him getting like, <laughs> like beat super up, battered and broken. And I, I, you know, like poor old lady, but 
that really shows me that like this character is someone who doesn't know what he's doing. He's figuring it out. And like, I mean, you know, like it's fucked up as it is for that lady. It it really does show that like, there are consequences to a lot of this shit. And Mm -hmm. it's not just the way that like, that shit just gets brushed away in a lot of superhero stuff. Yeah. And like in this world, like, I mean, I think maybe it's not that it's grounded. It's that there are consequences. Yeah. Like, People are affected if there's a supervillain attack in the middle of the city. People die, and we see them die on screen. It's not just like an X number of people died off screen, and yeah. like we found we found out about it later. Like we actually see them like blow up and like get like like like, like hurt hurt, which I think is like interesting. When Omni Man is talking to to Mark, he's like he very much treats being a superhero as like a nine to five job like uh, you know like even like that's just how it works in their household where he's just like oh like he's off battling aliens in another world oh that means he'll be an hour late for dinner today yeah and like he very like he very clearly has like these boundaries set up where like yeah these are just people like a bunch of people died but like i saved a bunch of others yeah that's that's what I can do. Yeah, like I mean, for sure, he the Omni Man has her like knows ins and outs. But there was this one moment where like you know, Invincible was like, yeah, like his mom was like, oh, so you, we heard that you did really well on your first outing and like it went well. Um, and then Cecil, who's like the Nick Fury of the world, eventually like tells him he's like, yeah, you did okay, but three hundred people still died. <laughs> And, like, you know, it's kind of a throwaway line, but it's so, like, it's, it's like, fuck, like, yeah, that is true. Like, all of these people died because he didn't know how to be a hero yet. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's not necessarily his fault, but, you know, like, this is why, like, it goes back, like, as much as his dad is kind of a piece of shit for killing the Guardians of the Globe at this point, he's still got, like, some, some dad lessons, which is, like, you know, it's a small touch, but, like... The lesson stuff, I think, works, especially with superheroes. Um, and also, there's not much that deals with, like, fathers and superheroes, like, in this way. You know, or, like, like, teaching a hero the ropes, right? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a hero? How do you how do you become a hero? And, like, yeah. this would, hard lessons to learn. It's like a, it would, it would be a spinoff if, like, the second, you know, after the second season of, of The Boys... Where Homelander's trying to play catch with his son, you know, like it's that. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I I think that this is where we can start talking about like the idea of an Omni Man in culture now. You know, like the fallen Superman. You know, there's been as we mentioned the boys, and you know, it, I think you can trace it back as early as like Man and Man of Steel, or like you know, this is this idea isn't like anything new necessarily. But I think that it's. It's been more recurrent, you know, in in recent stuff. How does this expand that idea, like, of the fallen Superman or, like, the dark Superman? I don't know what you would even call it. Well, I don't think that we have enough information from based on the show... But I think we do. I think we do, because what we're talking about is, like, the perception... Like, I, I think Man of Steel... Man of Steel and Homelander are obviously not the same. But I think that Man of Steel was trying to push into the, 
let's say, like, the Homelander spectrum. Obviously, he doesn't get there because he's still Superman. Of, like, this is a weapon of mass destruction. But, no, just simply, like, he he lives one life where, like, he's adored and he's Superman. And behind the scenes, he fucking kills people on a plane or, like, he kills the Justice League. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, this is a dark Superman in a way where Man of Steel could never do that. Fallen Superman maybe isn't, like, a great title of it but just like the dark superman like Mm -hmm. the evil superman Mm -hmm. you know how does this change that or like expand it i guess it adds a layer because this time he's not just like like evil he's not just like evil though like we see him Mm -hmm. be a dad and he's a pretty good dad i mean besides like the odd like reactions he has or punching his son yeah but like (laughs) i mean he explains to like his wife he's like i had to do it yeah you know like this complicates things like because now he's i mean at the time we were thinking like oh it's because he's worried that like son is gonna be like hurt or like you know he's gonna experience all these things but now you know there might be something more sinister yeah going on uh that isn't just like i'm a caring dad so i think it it, like complicates it because he's not just a fallen superman character yeah he's not fully evil like we see him be a good dad what if we call it the crumbling of the superman or like like we're just we just don't like that idea of like excellence like we have almost like an a skepticism to it and I think that this is more in line with, like, what we expect someone who's that good to be. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. someone who's almost like a Jesus Christ figure. Mm-hmm. We expect them to be evil because they have so much power. Like, because in real in real life, like, that's how it is. Like, people who act like this really are kind of evil. Yeah. Or at, or at the very least, like, morally, there's, like, a lot of moral gray area. For sure. Especially when you have that amount of power yeah like i mean we'll definitely get to see more of like where this guy falls like as as i guess as the season goes on but yeah like this seems to be kind of like somewhere in the middle Mm. between you know something like man of steel and homelander because like homelander you know also wants to be a dad (laughs) (laughs) but he just feels like he's he only cares about himself like, he doesn't have that dad selflessness. He only wants need. to be a dad because it's he's such a narcissist. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. Like, it's, it's through his own narcissism that he wants to procreate. Yeah. And, like, here, you know, like, it, that quote that you said, that, like, this complicates things. It's it's for, you know, that, that can be read multiple ways. Like, it complicates things because just because he has his powers doesn't mean he knows how to use them well. It doesn't mean that, like, people won't get hurt. It doesn't mean that he won't get hurt. But also, like, the fact that we don't know why he killed the Guardians of the Globe yet. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think that the fact that, like, he is, like, this loving dad, you know, makes him, like, a sympathetic person, kinda, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's also just really strange to see, like, a superhero. I mean, you know, we don't know what sinister plans he has in store for for the show. I mean, we do, but... But, like, not in the show right now. Yeah, not in the um, But just the fact that, like, he's able to live a pretty normal life. Like, yeah. he has, like, a he has like work-life balance down to a yeah. T. 
And I think that's so like we don't see that ever. Yeah, like, we don't we don't see it as like a job. I mean, I think we're starting to see more of it, especially with like Winter Soldier. But like, yeah, like I think in this world, like it's a job, but they're not treating it like a a business. You know, like there's not that much money invested in this way, mm-hmm. or maybe there is. It's just like all secret because of Cecil or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is definitely another like notch in the like, you know, like a dark god or like a dark superhero Superman type. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Thanos kind of fits in here, except like he was never good. You know, like Homelander, like if, if, if there's a spectrum, I think Thanos is all the way at the end. Cause mm-hmm. like he's got this like ultimate power and like he's got. You know, he's, he's, he's wants to save the world in his own way. <laughs> but, you know, the, this, this guy seems like he's very much in line with, you know, the tradition of a Superman, except, you know, there's this like dark thing attached to him or like there's this dark thing that he did, mm-hmm. which was killing. Do you think that Mark is Asian? I think he's Asian. I think the show wants us to think he's Asian. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought he was. I mean, we both thought he was. In his the mom show, though, but not while we were reading the comics. No, no, no. Not while reading the comics. But, I mean, for, for the show, uh, his act, his voice actor is Steven Yeun, Steven Yeun, and his mom is Sandra Oh, who are both Asian actors. Both Korean? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, they don't ever address it in the show. Like, mm-hmm. they don't ever say... That he's Asian. Not that he has to necessarily. And like, maybe they're going to address it. Or like, maybe it's going to play a role at some point. But like, very much seems like it's not addressed in any way. I think the idea of race in general is just kind of like, I don't want to say it's colorblind, but like, it just seems. It's more the Hamilton route. Yeah, like integrated without addressing. But I think this is different. Bridgerton route. Like, I think here, it doesn't have the same kind of, like, loaded connotation because the creation of America is noticeably white. But in a fictional story about a superhero where they don't address race and it's just kind of normalized, I, I'm not that bothered by it. Like, I'm cool with it because it, it is very much treated as normal. Like, there's no otherness about mm-hmm. any race here. Like... There's another character named Amber who's black and played or voiced by Zazie Beetz. And they never really address their blackness or anything. Mm-hmm. There's like one scene where like she's listening to, I think like Ari Lennox or something. Like she's just like, yeah, I like I, I did catch that. I didn't catch that. But that was kind of it. Like there's not, there's not much like coding as like racial coding or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of. This is just how normal, like, students live their life or, like, yeah. kids I mean, in high school live their life. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the world. Like, yeah. the world, like, it, of the invincible world. Like, the world is diverse. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's kind of where. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it doesn't really, it hasn't played into the story yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of all I have to say about the show for the most part. I'm a big fan. Like, I. I really like the way that they, they use the title screens. Uh, every, anytime that the character says Invincible, the show cuts them off and it puts the title screen and each episode it gets bloodier. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I don't know. I just think that the show has like such a whimsy and lightness that like 
doesn't really feel like it's too heavy in that way. Like, you know, not that like I get weighed down watching the boys because it's too dark or anything, but there is more of like a there's a lot of brooding. Yeah, you know, he's not brooding. I mean, At he's all. sad. He, I mean, what I really like about Mark is that he's he's very likable. He's a very average dude. Yeah, like he genuinely cares about people and he wants to be the best superhero he can be he just is so new at it he can't be he can't get there yet yeah and one of the things that like we saw like one of those recap videos because of course this is a this is a recap show bro come on somebody was talking about how like they gave him more obstacles in the show like you know his desire his desire has always been to be a superhero because he's such a fanboy and he had it at home his dad but you also get to see, like, how he's fucking up when he's, like, a superhero. Or, like, there's more difficulties than just, like, I am the strongest person in the world's son, and now I'm a superhero. Yeah, and now I, I'm i just really great at saving the day. Yeah. And making sure nobody dies. Yeah, which I think is a smart route. Like, I think Robert Kirkman... Did a good job. And I thought the first episode of the screenplay was great. Like dialogue, everything was I was I was just captivated. I I haven't felt this way watching like a superhero thing in a while. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I like the boys and like like there's this there's this like perfect mix of like a superhero story. Obviously it's like the the generic like hopefulness and humanity stuff that you like, but I think action is important. I guess to the kind of superhero story you want to tell, but like the fluidity of the animation here really allowed for them to like have some super dope action. Mm-hmm. And the boys isn't that. The boys is not about like a glossy action scene because I think that one's trying to make fun of how ridiculous superheroes are. Yeah, I I think yeah, it's not like the boys isn't like they're action scenes, but they're like like heavy. Yeah, or I feel like they're more like. They're not that outlandish, yeah. I want to say. I don't I don't even really know if it's outlandish. I mean, like, running through somebody and, like, them disintegrating is pretty outlandish. But that was, like, a, you know, like, that wasn't people fighting. That was just, like, an accident. Yeah, I feel like they end up using, like, in the boys, they, like, portray their powers more as, like, accidents. Like, they're yeah. not really, like, trained in using their powers. Whereas, like, in Invincible, it feels like... They use their powers in a very creative way. Yeah. Or just even, like, explaining, like... It's a very smart, like, storytelling device having Omni-Man, like, teach Mark how to use his powers. Yeah, that's that's actually what drew me to the the comic so much. Like, that he explains... He trains. Yeah, yeah. like, he trains. Yeah, like... I mean, I think I told you that it reminded me of, like, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And the fact that, like, they train in Dragon Ball Z. Like, they don't just, like... Yeah, like, Goku's, like, super strong, but, like, he legitimately has to train for days in order yeah. to get as strong as possible. Or Naruto. Like, that's something that Western, you know, superhero stuff can totally borrow from, like, anime. Because that's, like, the, the, the idea of scale or the idea of progression is important to some of these heroes. And sometimes they do, like, have these, like, life-altering things that change about them but most of the time they're not fucking training like they just like all of a sudden are good at it or like they get thrown into the fray you know like as i just think that like this one i don't want to say grounded but it does seem (laughs) grounded you know like 
Mark, he is strong, but he doesn't know. It's not refined yet. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, it's it's good to see him have that, like, voice of reason that, like, guiding, guiding, guiding him there to, like, fully use his powers, but also just, like, to challenge himself. And that was one of my favorite parts of, like, when I started reading the comic. I was like, oh, yeah, he... He's training like he's not it's it doesn't just all come to him it's also like a a chance for him to explore like one his like physical like possibilities but also like a way to show like how he thinks like the way like heroes demonstrate their their powers is by like it's not like static like yeah you know like superman is like very very strong and like you know and like he uses his laser beams all the time it's like he uses them all in tandem sometimes and like that's what Mark is like learning to do like well how can I use like flying to like build velocity to you know do this and this and that and and that's also like what was very captive like what's been captivating about like watching like Spider-Man or, or Peter work through his like his superpowers and like discover them little yeah. by little and that's how you build a, a hero that you want to that you root for yeah this is some cat's fucking hard i mean yeah like i i totally agree like i think that that's the the progression is important i think and with with the show you can see it even better than you could in a movie i think mm-hmm. you know but like they they don't really get these kinds of shows I think because superheroes are, like, such a commodity now and they're known to, like, produce money, you do want to keep them in, like, the movie sphere, you know? But I think TV shows are better... They're better suited for, like, telling these stories. Like, some of the best Spider-Man stories are animated because they allowed him to progress and, like, become a person. And I think that this is happening with this. Like, I just think that the TV format fits it. A lot better and like i think the animation actually really works even though it's rough at times yeah we're like not rendered or you can see definitely where they you know they put their budget in like the the last scene of the first episode that was the entire budget but like that's when that's when like the storytelling like the the power of the story pays off yeah where like you can ignore some of the, like, rougher animation. The animation shortcoming. Yeah, because, like, also, it does feel like you're... It feels like you're reading a comic. Yeah. Like, the way you're... When you're reading, like, those panels, like, your mind fills in those gaps. Or, like, it animates it for you. Yeah. You know? And that's that's kind of what it feels like. Like, it's, it sometimes looks like the panels are just moving from side to side. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it's enough to, like draw you away from it or like not want to watch it you know i think yeah it is kind of like it's not great sometimes but i think the show so far has been like stellar like Mm -hmm. uh, you know i would go like if we're moving to the final part like ratings i'd I'd give this a five out of five i'm gonna go there wow that's a like i think that pilot is perfect like i think that's one of the best pilots i've seen in a long time i think the time i was surprised that it was 45 minutes. Yeah. I was I was shocked because I thought it was only going to be like 30 minutes. Yeah. But it works. I mean, adult animation is just like on a new level now, dude. You know, like I mean, there's Bojack. There's so much of it. Like there's, but like good quality stuff. Like quality shit. I mean, this is better than most superhero movies, I think. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion. 
Like, but I also think he's just a much more interesting character. And I think it's because, like, the powers in superhero shit, like, stuff, media, always seems like the destination. But the thing is, like, that's not it. You know, like, powers and, like, being a superhero isn't the only thing involved with it. Like, we never really seen, like, betrayal, like, superhero betrayal in this way. Or, like, you know, like... We only see it in, like, the, the dark superhero stuff. But, like, we've never seen, like, a time where, like, you know, like, Captain America goes bad or, like, whatever. Like, we, we we think that we know. It's because we know all these characters and we know what to expect that we would never see something like this. Mm-hmm. And it requires something that's its own story and, and whatever world, like, Invincible that it allows you to do like a brand new story like this. It's a fresh take on superheroes and it expands it in a way that's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gory as fuck. It's a lot of blood. And that's what makes it so much fun. Yeah. What would you give it? I guess, I don't know. I feel like I can't give it a five because I've never given something a five. Cause you've never, you've never be beheld. You've never beholded. <laughs> You've never beholded perfection. <laughs> How do you say it? Is it breathed? Breathed. Is it breathed? Breathed. What is the what is the correct? Was, sorry, this is like super off topic. But I was teaching English once as like a tutor, mm-hmm. and I was like teaching like past tense, and I totally made up a word like that. Like I was like, oh yeah, and then the past tense is like bro to kids. No, like to, like an adult person, like literally. Oh. And then I was like using it in a sentence. I'm like, oh no, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, you know, it was like. I mean, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it was yeah. like I was like trying to teach like the le- like the grammar, the correct grammar, and like how to like past tense, like and how they work, <laughs> like the mechanics of it. And I'm like, you know, had have hold. <laughs> <laughs> And I just like totally made up a word and I was just like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's funny. Hold the uh, door. Sorry. Uh, but I would give this the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Pilot, uh, 4.5. You're actually giving it a five. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Michelle edited it. Michelle edited it as just five. Just put my my score twice. <laughs> Maybe four point eight. I don't know. I it was super enjoyable. I was like, I think it's such a feat that they were able to accomplish. Like having having been a, a like a person that's already read the comics to a certain extent, and like still have like a huge reaction to the way that like the episode ended i think is like such a huge accomplishment yeah it's like masterful yeah i I just don't understand how they were able to do it yeah and like there's so much more dude Mm -hmm. like there's so much more in this story that hasn't even been told yet that like if they were able to pull that off with like just it was just perfect for me i think it's like also like really huge ethical dilemmas along the way that like we don't even really think about because everything is like is all of those these comic books are always just like there's good and there's bad yeah but like there's always gray areas and i think that that's where we're exploring that's where like we're 
we're mining these stories more and more, and we're seeing these stories come out more and more. Yeah, I mean, I Invincible's mean, been out for a while, but but definitely like there's 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 starting to be I don't know if you want to call this like third stage third phase of uh superhero stories but like yeah it's 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 starting to become a lot more complicated and like nuanced and like it's it's kind of an interesting time to watch it like we've you know marvel's doing a great job on on the other end like they're exploring these 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 different like nuances in their stories like wandavision was like a one-of-one show Mm-hmm. You know, and that was based on a great comic that explored a lot of that. And this is another one that's just like a great comic, and it's it was pulled off so well. Like it's 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 kind of amazing. It's kind of invincible, I would say. Um, and I think that's a good way to end the show. I mean, I hope it gets pulled, picked up for a second season for sure. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about Adam Eve. <laughs> I oh yeah, her. I love her. Jillian Jacobs. I love her character. I think her power is also really creative. Yeah, I think the show in general is really good at like creating the power structures and the power dynamics. Yeah. So, what do you like about Adam Eve? <clears throat> no, we don't have to talk about oh, her. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, yeah. I mean, we we don't really get like that much about her. It's just like her relationship with Rexplode and like <laughs> her like spying on Mark getting getting some ass yeah. she's like good for you mark i mean this feels it's like teen, like it's very much like a teen show yeah. which i appreciate like there's like teen drama like with re- like with re- relationships and yeah. sex which is a lot of fun yeah i mean but yeah i agree I, th- I think all of it is working for me so yeah thanks for listening yep. anything else you want to say about the yep. show all right Catch you on the next one. Catch you on the flippy flip. Peace. Bye. Peace.